stuff. No reason it shouldn't be. I, <laughs> it's not like I changed the settings since last time, but you, you know. Just in case. <laughs> and it gets our voices going. So. Yeah. Just, just, just loosen it up. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just get it going. Yeah, it's been it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded one of these. We it had, has. Yeah, I got hit by a car. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, uh, <laughs> you know, this is off topic, but I'm very thankful you are alive and well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, anybody in the audience who hasn't heard, I got into a nice big bad car accident. I am fine. Yeah, my car is totaled. And so yeah. I, just in case you don't know how much I love you and how much I love doing this show, I rented a car to come down to Tucson. To, <laughs> that's not the only reason. I also went to Phoenix Comic Con. I had errands to run. But yeah, I'm, I'm still <laughs> still in the process of sorting through all that crap and getting myself a new ride. But well, that's that's also why we why we record a few episodes <laughs> ahead of time so that we always have a buffer in yeah. case stuff happens. Yeah, I got, um, so I was at work and I sent a text. I, I don't even remember what the text was. And yep. they're like, oh, by the way, um, pretty bad car accident. I'm okay. <laughs> and I was actually really busy at work, so I couldn't respond right away. And I'm just like, how bad? How, what's going on? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, trying to focus on, you know, I was selling a chair or some stupid crap I don't <laughs> care about. Meanwhile, I'm like, what is he, what bad accident? And I hear at Comic-Con, we meet up. This is yeah. in Phoenix, Comic-Con. Fan Fest. Yeah. We, we, Comic we might Fan get sued Fusion say Fest that. Convention. Fusion Fest. Yes, That's right. Something. <laughs> Don't sue us, San Diego. Uh, but yeah, it turns out you were involved in about five cars. Yeah, uh, five cars. They tell me. I remember four, but the police report says five. So apparently there was a fifth car okay. in the mix somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it was, uh, uh, yeah. Big highway closure. It was... And and again, I am totally fine. Like no no injuries even. I had a couple of bumps and bruises and then they went away like literally the next day. <laughs> and and everybody kept telling me, like the doctors and people who had been in car crashes, like, hey man, I know you say you're fine, you're still running on adrenaline, it's gonna hurt like a bitch tomorrow. <laughs> I woke up the next day, I'm like, No, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> well, gonna go swimming. That's great. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, a couple of cuts, a couple of bruises, no, nothing broken, no big deal. But yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So uh, to our listeners, and you know, to you, I am, I am very glad that you are vertical, alive, yeah. and well. You are, you know, my oldest friend. Thank God <laughs> that didn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, could it could have could have come out the other way? You know, yeah. you you want to talk about flipping a coin, rolling the dice, yeah. random chance? <laughs> I mean, it is kind of what we're here to talk about, right? Poor Harvey Dent, not so lucky. <laughs> in today's episode, we're going to cover both episodes: Two Face Part One and Two Face Part Two. I I figured. It's all one story, and especially with with the idea behind this show being to rank episodes, it would be weird to try to rank part one and then a week later go, okay, now where does part two sit? Yeah, it's, it, you know, they, they were written together, might as well. Um, now, I found this out. You actually yeah. looked it up. They were different studios working on them. Yeah, so, so. we can, we can kind of start with part one, which is, this is TMS is the animation studio. I finally had to look it up, and we've seen them. A couple of, t- of times, most of the episodes that we've called out as, oh man, that animation was so pretty. <laughs> Probably TMS, because they're one of the great, 
like world-class animation studios. And this is what we had talked about in an Underdwellers episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Finally, we have an A-class script with an A-class animation studio. This is the best of the best here. Two great tastes that... not not to not to spoil the uh, the you know did this episode hold up segment yeah. <laughs> at all? This episode is fantastic. Yes. Okay. We last week we were building it up, and I'm trying to like keep my expectations. Sometimes <laughs> these things, when you watch them again as an adult, yeah, our taste changed. This yeah. did not. This no, was still this was very fantastic, very awesome. Fantastic, especially yeah. part one. So let me open up my notes because we watch you know we watch these episodes right before we record. Mm-hmm. And so usually it's fresh in the memory, but we just watched 45 straight minutes of Batman. <laughs> two 22-minute episodes back-to-back. So it opens up on, on Harvey's dream sequence. Mm-hmm. And this, this shadowy figure talking in a different voice. He's lower and more gravelly. Right. What's up, Harv? How, how you doing? <laughs> I've got this coin. Coming for that ass, Harv. <laughs> and we've got, once again, this is Bull from Night Court. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, this they got a lot of money's worth out of this guy uh, especially he's doing two parts essentially it's yeah. harvey and big bad harvey uh and what was so noticeable is he's fantastic at doing you know a change a switch over yeah you've got a definite distinction between the two personalities so you you do although He's because he he does both personalities, but he also blends them sometimes. Yeah. Like you can tell when when he is Harv, but some of that temper is starting, and you can tell when it's just a little until finally he goes full big bad yeah. Harv. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, uh, we start off with a dream sequence, and you're going to get this a lot. Uh, a lot of lights that will cut off um, uh, half of a face or yep. half of a character. Um, which helps, you know, this is a great example of mise-en-scene. Uh, everything in front of the frame is there for a specific purpose. The staging of lighting, especially mm. in these two episodes, is incredibly important to help uh, establish the character of Harvey Dent. We're seeing two personalities, and it's, I mean, you've got the light and the dark. And uh, with this dream sequence, it pretty much kicks it off. Yeah, so he he wakes up from his from his nightmare. He's you know cold sweat, and you get a lot in in especially this first part. A lot of like full on facing the camera shots of his face, mm-hmm. and this is the the first of them. Just waking up, sweat pouring down, and his face like contorted in in fear, and then the camera pulls out. He just. Just took a little nap, just fell asleep yeah. on the couch. He's in his suit. Yeah. And it turns out we are jumping right into the action. Some there's they're planning some kind of a police raid on some criminals. Right. We're not exactly sure what their deal is, but we do find out they work for Rupert Thorne. And this has been three months in the in the making. So yeah. it's a it's a big sting or bust. Yeah. Um, Bunch it, of cops in riot gear outside of this high-rise building. These these criminals are looking to put up a fight. They're opening up. They've got like army army class weaponry mm-hmm. it's it's going to get real bad and uh another thing is uh when the cops storm the place we know 
Batman shows up and it's great because we don't really see the fight happen. Mm-hmm. We see it from down on the street from the point of view of uh, the spectators, which would be Harvey Dent and uh, Commissioner, uh, Commissioner Gordon's Gordon. there. And, Ooh, and Commissioner Gordon, once again, boy, I remember him being a bigger character than he's turning out to be in this rewatch. Cause uh, all he does is say, wait for my signal. <laughs> and of course the signal never comes. Cause Batman infiltrates and, and takes all these guys out with no, no loss of life, no shots fired. Well, we're still early. Where's that? Yeah, I, I do recall he does have more stuff. Maybe it's. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm hoping. I yeah. I mean, because this is the the tenth episode that we've done. I I think counting you know this two parter right. as one episode. So yeah, out of a sixty five episode first <laughs> season, because they just this was an earlier time where. You know, nowadays, you'd be lucky to get 13 for a first season, and then maybe you get renewed. Back then, they're like, fuck it, we know we're going to want to syndicate this. Just give us all 65 right up front. Yeah, just do it all. Yeah, just do it. Ah, the good old days. Ah, the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, uh, yeah, so the big raid happens. They get arrested. Thankfully, Batman was involved. And as they're being hauled away... Uh, Harvey Dent is doing a bunch of uh, press. Uh, he's talking about his reelection campaign to district attorney. Yep. And uh, as he's talking, one of the hired goons says, "You know, you know, Rupert Dunn's gonna yeah, he's gonna mess get you, you up. Yeah, <laughs> he eats punks like you for breakfast, and he kicks some mud on his on his yeah, very, very nice tailored suit." Which triggers him. Boom. Yep. Uh, we see Big Bad Harvey start to appear. He grabs the guy and he's like, Yeah, he, he goes after him. He's <laughs> Harvey's a, a, especially in this part, he seems a little slimmer in the next part, but in, in part one, Harvey is a huge guy. Yeah. And he is throwing this little creep around like a ragdoll. Which, you know, Commissioner Gorin has to stop him. He's like, Hey, the cameras are on you. You don't yeah. need this right now. And he shows the reporters, and they're kind of dumbfounded by it. Uh, but it uh, he gets uh, the bad guy gets hauled away. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but the press actually, it actually works in his favor. It kind of makes him more popular, much to the hatred of our crime boss, uh, Mister yep. Thorne. Yeah, who he's like lurking in his in his lair. He. I mean, I guess the the idea is that Thorne is one of these guys who's like kind of known to be a crime boss, but nobody's been able to actually pin anything on him. Yeah, he's. Uh, he, they even say, as you know, uh, this is going on. I can't wait to put Rupert Thorne behind bars and things like that. So, yeah, why he isn't already behind bars? Uh, well, who yeah. Knows? Well, I guess he hasn't been able to hasn't been able to get enough evidence for a court conviction, but apparently he is. It is accepted in the public eye. Like, yeah. oh yeah, this dude's a criminal to the point where, <laughs> where yeah, Dent builds his entire reelection campaign around, I am going to take down this particular person <laughs> who's clearly a mob boss. Yeah. His name is Rupert Thorne. Yep. He lives at. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rupert Thorne, none too happy. Uh, but he does not want him killed off. He wants him destroyed. Yeah, yeah. In fact, one of his one of his goons suggests, like, what? Why don't we just fit him for some concrete shoes? And he says, "No, you idiot. That would bring so much police attention right. to us. We got to be subtle about this." And subtle is the name of the game. Of oh, he says her name. It's a C name, Candace. Candace. That's yeah. what it is. But this femme fatale wearing 
uh, this devil red dress. Yeah. <laughs> she is such a presence in both of these parts, and she is great. Uh, she has said uh, he's he's so clean that he squeaks, yep. which made me laugh out loud. <laughs> but uh, it turns out that Harvey is actually he's seeing a psychiatrist uh, for his temper. Yeah, uh, and and not just for his temper for what. What back then was called split personality syndrome. I think nowadays they're calling it disassociative personality disorder. I don't know. Well, I mean, but I don't I, really keep track of that stuff. But I, yeah, and I'm I'm not a professional about any of this stuff. But this is this is pop psychology, right. and I think even the even the disassociative personality disorder label is still. I'm not sure if it's in the DSM. The oh. Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. Wow. It's it's controversial in actual real-life psychology, whether it's actually even a thing, or if it is a thing, if it is at all like how it is portrayed in popular culture. Which I'm guessing it's not. I mean, this yeah. is fictionalized to entertain people, so... But uh, you do get uh, a sense of what causes it is, uh, as a child, he punched a kid, and the kid went to the hospital... Not because of the punch. The kid was yeah. in the hospital for appendicitis, but he felt so bad about it, he repressed all of his anger. And that repression created a new personality, which is Big Bad Heart. Yeah. And and my understanding, which again is not professional, is that that is kind of how it happens. That's why they call it disassociative. It It used to be thought that this was like literally two people living in the same mind. And what we've, I guess, learned is, well, no, it's... It tends to be m- more of a conscious thing than we think, but saying, oh, that's not me. That's not my fault. That's this other person, this bad person ah, okay. who lives inside me. Okay. It's a way of, of distancing ourselves from parts of ourselves that we have trouble accepting. Huh. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. Hey, you learned something today, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless I got it all wrong. Uh, just use hashtag bat rankings. <laughs> On Twitter, you can at me, at HBI2K, because I say that facetiously sometimes. Right. But, yeah, I actually am interested yeah, if you can... Just, this yeah. is really interesting stuff. So, if you don't, let us know. Yeah. Sure. If uh, a better podcast host would have done actual research <laughs> on this beforehand, but I'm what you've got. Yeah, so. well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, gang. <laughs> Look, that's uh, uh, that's bad podcast, Ben. Uh, he's a bad person <laughs> oh, who no. uh, lives... Sometimes he takes over bad and stops podcast, me from... podcast, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> I want to talk to good podcast Ben. Oh, 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 it's okay. I'm back. It's good hey, podcast Ben. Hey, good podcast Ben. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> nice. We'll split it that way. If yeah. we ever have a bad one, we're going to blame it on our alternate personality. <laughs> back to Batman. So, yes, this, this psychotherapist hypnotizes Harvey and asks, can I talk to Big Bad Harv? Mm-hmm. And he comes all the way out. Mm-hmm. And, and, flash of lightning yeah and in that flash you see half of his face become grotesque yeah yeah becomes, beautiful be- just absolutely beautiful yeah in just you know a frame or two we see what he's going to look like as of the end of this episode yeah, all yeah. the time and yeah he is so this is this scene is mostly mostly scene setting it's mostly exposition like right. here's what's going on with him but it's also a great tense scene because he's 
getting up, moving around the room, throwing furniture, acting very threatening towards this therapist. An elderly uh, female therapist, I might add. Yeah. And if we've already seen that, you know, he's actually willing to get his hands dirty. This is something that I noticed as we were rewatching it. A lot of henchmen, they don't really like to get in fist fights mm-hmm. or fisticuffs. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yep. Uh, Harvey, he's not a, he's not below doing that. He's all right with getting into the action. Yeah, no, he, he loves it. Yeah, he's, he's actually a really hands-on kind of, <laughs> Yeah, he's his own bodyguard in a sense. Yeah, so I'm looking at my notes. We did skip ahead a little because we there was the uh, the fundraiser as well. Oh, that's right. And that's where we get introduced to Harvey's fiance, Grace. Right. Uh, who's so in keeping to, to give this episode, this story, some credit, because this might be the weakest point of the episode, Yeah, is that Grace is just the perfectly supportive woman. Yes. There is no depth to her character whatsoever. She is defined entirely by she loves Harvey a right. lot. She's beautiful. She has blonde hair, which is funny because Candace has dark hair. So Yeah, um, and, and they, to uh, I was about to say, to give the episode some kind of credit, that seems to be what they're setting up is this is the good woman yeah. and this is the bad woman <laughs> and they're like two halves of the same coin. Yeah. There's a word for that. It's called the, the Madonna whore uh, complex. Yeah, uh, I actually learned that in film class. That you're, you're absolutely right. That's what it is, essentially. Yeah, and it's... I, I would like to give this the writers of this episode enough credit to think that they were doing that intentionally as some sort of like deconstruction of the Madonna whore complex. It's yeah, it's I, not. Uh, what what did I say as we were watching? It's not the most female empowering episode. No, this is. Uh, I don't think it would fly nowadays. Yeah. But I mean, Can- Candace at least like she's empowered. She is getting in there. She is an effective character. Right. She has goals that she sets. And accomplishes them. I mean, all in service to to her man, Thorn. Right. But... Uh, Grace is just um, yeah. You know, she's there. She she shows up and says, "I love you, Harvey." Right. That's yeah. that's her one move. But I love I love you, Harvey. Oh, uh, Harvey. Harvey. I love you. Yeah. You know, I love you. You don't need that, Harvey. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but you know, I mean, hey, you gotta. It helps propel Two Face's character. So yeah, so you know that's what uh, female characters are good for. Yeah, In, uh, <laughs> and we were we were joking while watching the episode because because uh, uh, Harvey and and Bruce joke back and forth a little. Better marry her soon, Harv. Or I just might steal her away myself. You do, and I'll prosecute. <laughs> women are things yeah i laugh so hard at that it's so true about this episode it's women are not really represented well in this yeah uh, it's so still a great episode though yeah i mean we're we're maybe not not the people to 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 go as deep into that as maybe the subject deserves right but I, you know. it's it would feel remiss if we didn't at least mention it. Yeah, we do. It's, you know, it is 2019. So it, yeah. this would not fly nowadays for sure. Yeah. But so af- after that, so we have the hip- the hypnotist scene and Candace is eavesdropping. Almost literally. She's got her <laughs> ear up to the door. This is some very low tech surveillance. She's, but she's good. She's very sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> finds out the truth about this, uh, about Harvey's bad side. Yep. 
And Harvey, on the very eve of his re-election as DA, gets a call from Thorne saying, Hey, man, can I talk to Big Bad Harv? <laughs> what do you want, you slime? <laughs> Every... Every other word out of Harv's mouth, if it is addressed to Thorne, is, You swine! You slime! You slimy, swiney slime! But um, he's going to do the old blackmail thing, like, Hey, I'm going to release this to the press! Hey, it's an episode so nice we recorded it twice! Hey, it's a two-parter, you might as well! Yeah! Uh, Also, yeah, my recording device ran out of batteries. Oops. That's all right. that's all right. It's a long episode, we went a little longer than... Yeah. Might uh, might see if there's an AC adapter that I can get for this thing. <laughs> so. I swear this never happens to me. Just give me five minutes yeah. and we'll try again. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> so we where we left off. All right. All right. That's good. Yeah. All right. That was good. Don't look at me. (laughs) So, yes, the next the next ten minutes or so, we're going to be going back over material we thought we covered, but it wasn't recording. So, if it gets weird, uh, Uh, that's why. <laughs> well, it's a common problem amongst middle-aged men, so I'm told. So. <laughs> <call> middle-aged. <laughs> but, uh, uh, shit. We, so, we left off with the bimbo in the, um... <laughs> a story of my life, yeah, right? Hey, hey, hey. No. We left off with Bruce Wayne leaving the bimbo. Yep, at the, at the party. Uh <laughs> Uh, going into a big highway limo chase, mm-hmm. which was is essentially filler. I I feel because they, you know, they had forty four minutes to fill with this story instead of the normal twenty two. I think they might have felt the need to stretch it out, and also this is the closest there is to a big action packed climax of part one. Right, but it's it is beautifully animated. Is. So I mean, who the hell cares? It is gorgeous to look at. Uh, he shoots a tracking device at the car. Yep. Uh, so that he can follow where Harvey is being taken to this chemical plant factory. Yep. And that's where he's in an office with all of Rupert Thorne and his hired goons. And Candace is there where yep. he's talking about what caused Harvey to have his big bad Harvey. Um, yep. And everybody's... All these goons are, are snickering at him, which is setting Harvey off again. You get the red glow. Yeah, um, yeah. Always a red a red filter anytime Big Bad Harv is in control. And his face is twitching, sweat's pouring down, yeah. his eyes are... Which we've seen a, a couple of times now every time he's changed, but this time it's been like building and building each time, and this time... Just a tour de force from TMS Entertainment Animation yeah. Studio. Uh, he gets in a big... F- uh, well, he's... <laughs> yeah. A great line delivery. There's just one problem. What's that? You're talking to the wrong Harvey. <laughs> Bam! Right in the face. Uh, <laughs> big fight. Big yeah. fight. Uh, yeah, this and, is and Candace is loving it. She's just watching the whole thing. I expect her to pull out a, a tub of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, she's loving she's, it so much. She's having a blast. She loves uh, seeing boys punch each other. Yep. Uh, Batman, he appears, uh, scrolls down on this rope, 
he stops Harvey from about to punching Rupert Thorne in the face. He's like, no, come on, let's get out of here. Yeah. Batman's not about punching people. No, I'm... only I can punch. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Harvey, he's, get away, get off me. Grabs the file. He's booking it out of there when higher, one of the higher goons takes a machine gun. He's going to shoot him, but Batman is able to nudge him out of the way. But by nudging him, the gunfire trails off into a circuit board. That circuit board shoots a wire into the chemical, which causes a chain reaction, which is a big explosion. Take a shot. And Harvey Dent gets... Uh, yeah. The explosion hits half of his body. Flows, uh, he falls to the ground. And Batman reaches over to see how he's doing. And he's like, oh, Harvey, no. Yeah, yeah. And you never see until the very end of the episode, from here to the end of the episode, you never see Harvey's face. You see Batman react to Harvey's injuries. Right. And then we cut to the hospital, and he's got bandages all over his face. And it's, you pointed out, very similar to the 1989 Tim Burton, you know, Joker reveal. Mirror! Uh, Gets the mirror. Uh, The nurse, you know, drops the tray. This is a classic... Yeah, horror Frankenstein, movie. Yeah. yeah, that kind of motif. Um, he comes out of the room. Grace is there holding flowers. Yep. He turns around right at that moment. Lightning hits the background, and we see his scarred face. Yep. And then the Grace faints, and the episode ends, and it's you know lightning pouring rain. Mm-hmm. The episode ends on Grace fainted in the hallway, and the window is open. The the implication being Two Face has left the building. Right. Thus ends part one. And then part two, we aren't given too much. We know it's sometime later. It's yep. enough time has passed for him to get some higher goons of his own. Yep. And a two-tone suit, of course. Exactly. Two-tone tie, two-tone dress shirt. <laughs> Johnny, I've got your number. It's very... Uh, uh, I don't know who's his tailor, but they did a great job. Yeah, he's a living yin-yang over here. The two men's warehouse. Uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) You're going to weigh the, you're going to love the way you look. Both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Looking looking good, gentlemen. But uh, yeah, he's got his own hired guns. Yep. Some time has passed, and now he's hitting Rupert Thorne's establishments. Yep. And these these two hired guns, by the way, identical twin gingers, or twingers. Twingers. Yes. <laughs> Can't uh, forget the twingers. They're listed as Min and Max. I don't think their names are ever mentioned. Yeah, prob- so, probably like how they were called in the script. Right. Maybe. Who knows? Twingers is nice. I yeah. like twingers. They hit a horse race uh, booking joint. Yep, owned by Thorne. They're hitting all the places that Thorne owns. Okay. Steal $200,000. Where uh, This is also where we're introduced to Harvey's coin. Because one of, the, right. one of the twingers wants to steal some jewelry from a guy working there. And t- Harvey Two-Face now, he's not sure about that. Like, eh, we're here robbing Thorne, not you know random people. So he flips a coin over it. And that's how he decides... Should we do this or not? Which he does. Uh, lands on the face. That, leave it. Yep. For real? I said leave it. Okay. <laughs> I just asked a question. <laughs> so. Uh, yep. And that's that's when we get, we cut from this to another dream sequence. This time, Batman reliving his guilt over Harvey's accident. He sees Harvey 
gets scarred again. He sees him falling down into the acid saying, why couldn't you save me? Right. And uh, when he looks down, he sees his parents looking down in the alleyway. Uh, his father looks up. Why couldn't you save us, son? Which, in one line, everything you need to know about Batman's character. That's great, man. He is, you know, people ask, who's the real? Is Batman the real person and Bruce is the disguise or is it the other way around? And my answer to that is always, the real Batman is always and forever an eight-year-old child. Okay, yeah, I can see see that. The the core of that character is a hurt eight-year-old child and... Everything else that he's built up around is just to deal with that. Right. The the Bruce Wayne personality, the Batman personality, probably matches Malone too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might be in there too. He probably has some backstory about matches Malone and how he, you know, he uh, used to fight with his dad, but really loved him. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's um, he says, "What are you dreaming tonight?" Good dreams, nightmares, maybe both at the same time. I will help you, my friend. Yep. And he's he's doing some some detective work here and he you know susses out easily enough like, "Oh, these are all places that Rupert Thorne owns that Two-Face is hitting." Also, apparently Rupert Thorne owns a lot of places with some sort of duality motif yeah. or the number 2 in them somewhere. Yeah. The the, the Deuce's Wild Club and the <laughs> Um, Grace lets in some detectives. We, uh, once again, Grace is uh, the yep. perfect, perfect, loving, helpful, loving. She's still waiting, holding out for hope uh, that yeah, Harvey will come home to her. He'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yep, she's lighting a candle in the window, yeah. and she's. Uh, uh, I think she's Odysseus's wife at this point. She's, <laughs> all the suitors are having archery contests, and right. she's only got eyes for Harv. Uh, enters uh, Candace and one of Thorne's hired guns. They're in disguise as police officers. She says, if he does try to contact you, please use this uh, paging device. Yep. Which, you know, she says that uh, we we will bring him in. Because Rupert Thorne's after him, and uh, it's better if you help bring him into custody than him die on the street in some gang fight. Yeah, yeah, because Rupert Thorne's put out a $2 million hit on him, of course. Million dollar face. Yep. (laughs) So uh, Grace takes the the paging device, and that's when uh, you kind of get a little bit of a Two-Face stuff with him, uh, you know. More of his just heists and stuff, but you realize... Yeah. Cul- culminates in him. At this point, he's hit all of Rupert Thorne's illicit like gambling dens and stuff. Now mm-hmm. he's looking to take him down. Yeah. And he decides he wants to do to Thorne what Thorne did to him. He's going to find the dirt on him and right. bring him in that way. So he breaks into... Did you notice the name of the of the attorney? No, I didn't. It was something Doubleday, attorney at law. Oh. Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is the name of, of Thorne's attorney. Yeah, of course. But he breaks into his lawyer's office and finds a bunch of files implicating him in gambling, money laundering, yeah. all sorts of all dirty the stuff. stuff that could put him away for some reason has been never seen the light of day. Yeah, well, if it's if it's Thorne's attorney, then he would have access to all these records. But of course, attorney-client privilege, right, right. which, by the way, so at first watching this, I'm thinking, well, you know... He's, he's not thinking rationally. He's, you know, he's two-faced. His mind's set on revenge. This stuff is never going to hold up in court. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you can't just drop a file, a stolen file, <laughs> on the police commissioner's desk and say, do it, bring him in. And Harvey, as DA, should know this. But I'm thinking, eh, you know, he's... He's not in his right mind, whatever. But Thorne reacts when he finds this file's been stolen. Like, no, this could put me away forever. <laughs> so, and yeah, the only headcanon I can come up with is, you know, maybe if the cops had this information, it might not directly lead to an arrest, but it would at least let them know where to direct their investigation. Yeah, it would hurt his businesses for sure. He'd lose money. Um, yeah. Grace uh, is once again. Yeah, that's right. So that's when Grace brings... Uh, essentially the hired goons, they noticed that Harvey's looking at a picture or looking at a wedding picture yep. and the hired goon twingers say, yep. you know, dude, we could bring her. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, and it was kind of weird to see a hired goon other than I mean, Anthony. I was about to say, is this, <laughs> should we talk, should we talk Mila Anthony's at this point? Because uh, this was a caring goon. He was. Cause he says, you know, boss, if you miss her so much, why don't you talk to her? I mean, we could bring her to you, Yeah. whatever, you know, whatever's going to make you feel better, man. It was a nice little heartwarming was, moment from hired goon. Number one. Yeah. Twinger one. I'm, you know, it's a little Anthony. I, I think that's a lot, Anthony. <laughs> I mean, all along, we've been saying what characterizes Anthony is heart. He yeah, cares. Yeah. Who, me? Not necessarily uh, his intelligence or his strength, but yeah. the heart. And this, the, the min or max, whichever one this happens to be... <laughs> I mean, I th- I think that's I think that's why it's it's hard, because it's only one of them that, that reaches out. Right. And we don't know which one it is. So I'm going to say average between the two of them, like 600 Mila Anthony's. I would agree with that. I would. Yeah. It, now, now, whichever one reached out, much higher, but since we can't course, know. We're just divided into two. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about as science as we can get for these twingers. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Harvey actually is like, yeah, all right. So Yeah, and I notice here, too. Um, well, no, because first, at first he says, no, no, not going to do it. Because he flips his coin and right. he says, no, we're going to go hit, we're going to go hit Thorn instead. But then later on, they're in the limp, they're in his car and they're passing a, a store displaying wedding cakes and he reconsiders and he flips the coin again, which is kind of the, this, this coin is, is a crutch for him, but it's right. also... It's an excuse to do what he actually wants to do. Yeah. Because if he was going strictly by the coin, well, coin said no. That's it. Right. Why does he get to flip until it gets the outcome that he wants? Right, right. Yeah. Because it's just a rationalization for doing what he wants to do anyway. Which uh, actually gets a good side. So he reaches out to Grace. Yep. Grace being told, uh, doing what she was told to do. Ah, like like good women should. <laughs> she pages the yep, like the like police good officers, virginal women, uh, who <laughs> yes, with blonde hair. Yep, and uh, uh, love perfect their husband, submissive Aryan women. Right, <laughs> not like Candace, not who like is, the whore. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she pages, and of course that alerts uh, Rupert Thorne and his hired guns. Yep. Uh, they show up at, which is his hideout called the wild deuces club. Yep. 
Of course. Do you get it? Yes. It's two, it's two of, there's a, a, a subtle motif happening right. here. Uh, and uh, Grace shows up. He's got a uh, cloak, or not a cloak, I'm sorry, a yeah. mask. Yeah, Two-Face has, looks like just a strip of bed sheet with a hole right. cut out for his yeah. eye. But over his scarred half, because he doesn't want to let her see that. Uh, she actually says a kind of a nice thing. You don't mm-hmm. ever have to hide from me. Takes off the mask and... Uh, they're about to kiss when the Twingers show up, but it turns out the Twingers, I hope they're still alive. Yeah, well, they show up again in Batman and Harley Quinn. Okay. In, in the villain club, so, it's, yeah. Maybe? Okay. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> That's of, of dubious canonicity, shall we say. Yeah. They, but uh, I'm, I'm going to assume just knocked unconscious. Knocked unconscious. Yeah. They get pushed over, and it turns out it's Rupert Thorne and his hired goons have stormed the place. Uh, they want that file back. Yep. That important file that will destroy Rupert Thorne's great career. His yep. name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his good name. His good name. Yeah. You can, <laughs> <laughs> you can get ele- elected twice as DA on a platform of <laughs> Rupert Thorne as an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But we wouldn't want to besmirch his good name. <laughs> oh, we should make buttons. <laughs> Rupert Thorne Let's is an asshole. That. Rupert Thorne is an asshole. <laughs> yes. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Oh. I like that. That's a great idea. Um, Pin it to your stay for the Anthony t-shirt. <laughs> We're going to make millions. Um, but we uh, can't find the file. The file is hidden because they threaten Grace. So yep. And I noticed this, this is what I noticed is that Two-Face does not consult his coin for this decision. He's, he's given a choice. Right. You know, Save Grace or take down Thorn, and that is not a decision as far as he's concerned. Yeah. Even as far gone as he is, gotta save Grace. I mean, he's mad at Grace because she inadvertently did bring Rupert Thorne into this. She thought she was helping. He's- yeah, and I, I noticed too that Thorne is immediately truthful, does not take the opportunity to try to needle Harvey like, yeah, she betrayed you, says, yeah. no, she was trying to help you, man. She's yeah. a, She's a good woman. You should hold on to that, but I'm going to kill her anyway. Yeah. So he says, get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, Batman shows up. Also, Batman's kind of injured. Uh, he, yeah. There's a big knockout fight and he's kind of walking like he's holding his rib cage. Yeah. But he's able to stop him. There's a big fight. Candace gets involved with uh, Grace. Yeah, because you can't show a, a man hitting a woman, no matter how evil and whorish, <laughs> on network television <laughs> animated programming in the 90s. So, so Grace pulls her hair and yes. throws her to the floor. Well, and, women and, don't know how to throw punches. Yeah. <laughs> you, Bat, Batman's not going to let Harvey throw a punch. You think he's going to let a girl throw a punch? Yes. No. <laughs> Uh, big fights. Um, it ends, uh, you know, Two-Face being taken to jail. Yeah, he's he's pretty much given up at this point because he's, he's you know, about to flip to flip his coin to decide he's pointing a gun at Thorn and Batman's trying to talk him down like, no, man, you don't want to go out like right. this. And so he flips his coin and Batman does the thing that we've seen in just about every adaptation of the Two-Face story. Right. I mean, Batman forever did this. Right. <laughs> Throws a big uh, yeah. bunch of silver coins that were stolen at the beginning of the episode, which I will say, at least they did that. Because yeah. in Batman Forever, he just had a thing of coins in his bat suit that he threw yeah. when Two-Face flipped the coin. It's like, oh, did you 
plan on that happening? Look, Batman has shark repellent spray in there. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, he, he knew he was fighting Two-Face. Well, at least they set this up. Those yeah. coins that are stolen at the beginning of the episode, he uses them, throws them into the air so Two-Face yeah. can't find which side it ended on. Yeah, which apparently it's that particular coin that's... because. Dude, you got a bunch of coins right there. Just pick one up and yeah. flip it. <laughs> that, that one, that his personal coin. Yeah, or maybe it's just he doesn't want to disregard the first flip. Because mm-hmm. that wouldn't be... Look, we all worship RNGs Jesus here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's taken to jail. Commissioner Gorin... Uh, you know. Yeah, shows up after the action's all done to, <laughs> to listen to Batman give his little summation speech. And, uh, you know, where there's love, there's hope. Yep. Or is there hope, there's love. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but a little luck couldn't hurt. And he flips a coin into a pond or a um, water fountain. Yep. And, and it, it ends with a happy side. Yeah. Ends face up. So as far as we, as we are to understand from the end of this episode, Two-Face is going to go get help and Grace loves him. And, you know, maybe everything's going to be okay for him. Uh, guys, spoilers for later episodes. <laughs> Nothing is going to be okay. Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is the end of it. And that concludes part yeah. two of the Two-Face saga. Yeah. So, foregone conclusion. Hey, Kenny, do you yeah. think this episode holds up? Because ah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just the animation. And I think this is the first time we're getting a, a storyline that just, it's kind of a crime boss meets Batman, which we're going to get in future episodes, but yeah. there's a lot of world building in this. And in 44 minutes, they jam a lot. Yeah. You've got psychological issues. You've got this crime world. You've got, you know, a Batman story. Um, you've got a DA um, duality thing. It's just, a, it's all jumbled in there. Yeah. The, the, the lighting is beautiful. This is, you know, Batman, this show up to this point has flirted with noir. This right. is full-on film noir. Yeah, this is. is a film noir in 44 minutes animated on network television for your pleasure right here. Right. Yeah. You've got all the aspects. Um, yeah. Top it's, tier, man. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So this is where we bring in some science to see just how top tier. I will say if I have... If I have a criticism of the episode, it's that Two-Face's whole deal with like randomness and and chance being the great equalizer doesn't really come up until the very end. Okay. And it's it's there a little bit before there, then when he flips the coin to make decisions, but it would have been nice if that had been set up in part 1, okay. which it it kind of wasn't. And that was I mean, if the worst thing that I can say about this episode is that some aspects of it, The Dark Knight, the Christopher Nolan movie considered one of the best superhero movies of all time, mm-hmm. did it slightly better. Right. Like, that's, you know, that that's not exactly <laughs> a deep cut criticism, but they did it slightly better in there where he, they built that into his character. Like, oh, I believe in, you know... It's a two-headed coin because that symbolizes something for me. I guess my only criticism is his hand, uh, like, is green, scarred. Yeah. But at the end of the first episode, his hands are fine. But in the second episode, his hand's scarred just like his face. So, 
Yeah. That always bothered me as a kid. That's a little inconsistency. I don't know. Like you said, it's two different animation studios. Maybe one got notes and another didn't. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't know what kind of planning went into this. Same time. I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It still works really well. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing. All right. So we've got our list of nine. Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, On Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, POV, Be a Clown, and The Underdwellers. Is this better or worse than... Hey, do you like this better than Be a Clown? Yes. Yes. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Bad. Um, now, I mean, the, the difference is, and it's a slight difference, but uh, Be a Clown had a very bad story. Yeah. And this had a very good story. Yeah, that's uh, Be a Clown is pretty awful. D- yeah. It's, <laughs> it's number eight on the list for a reason. Let's on push list that on nine. up there. Yeah. All right. Is this better or worse than number six, Christmas with the Joker? Yes. Yes. Better. Yeah. <laughs> And this is coming from a guy who loves that one, but nope, better. Yeah, that that one's a fun fever dream. Right. This one is a tour de force on just about every level. I concur. All right. Okay. Is this better or worse than number three, The Last Laugh? Yes. Yep. Better. Yeah. Better yeah. animation. The storyline is, yeah. 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 I mean, there's no Captain Clown and that's, you know, that's always going to be a mark against that's anything true. that's not the last laugh. This had twingers. Yeah. That's, you know, it's <laughs> pretty damn so. good. All right. Is this better or worse? This time it's a coin flip because it's only numbers one or two left. Oh, snap. What do we got? Is this better uh, or worse than number one, Pretty Poison? Yes. Yes. Better. Yeah. Number one. We. This is kind of our our episode ending ritual, so I wanted to do it, but we could have opened this up with, Kenny, should this take the top spot? Because I'm going to argue that it should. Pretty much when I walked in the door, I was like, hey, man, I think it's this is the one. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I use your restroom real quick? By the way, this yeah. is the best one we've seen so far. <laughs> Marking it down. I don't know what we can say that we haven't said, but Two-Face Parts 1 and oh. 2. Winner! I, we did forget to mention this is the first appearance of the Bat Cycle. Mm, that's true. And uh, the music in this is haunting. Yeah. Uh, just It's like a... Yeah, it's like a recorder. Yeah, it's a wind instrument, uh, and, and it's, it's so simple. Yeah, it is, it is subtle and understated, which is, for as fantastic as the music is in this series, a lot of the times, subtlety is not its strong suit. It is front and center, which right. is, I mean, that's something that I love. That is not a knock. No, no. But this, the music always, every time, sets the scene right. without ever calling such attention to itself that it distracts from the story and the characters. Yeah, and it's unique to the character uh, like they do for everything. It's a, Once you hear it, you immediately go, ah, two faces yep, in two the face. room. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's going to be a tough one to beat, but let's see what we've got next time. Next time, we have, in production order, episode 12... It's never too late. Okay. Yeah. In which a mob war between crime bosses Rupert Thorne. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, he got back out quick. Yeah. And Arnold Stromwell is nearing its end and comes to a climax when Stromwell is set up to be killed in an exploding restaurant by Thorne. Batman saves him at the last moment and aided by Stromwell's brother, now a priest who lost his leg years before, 
an accident for which Stromwell carries secret guilt, tries to persuade him to give up his life of crime and help the police bring Thorne down by testifying against him. Ooh. So, hey, maybe I was right. Maybe that none of that evidence was admissible and Thorne walks in between yeah. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think maybe this is the next one because they had that voice actor for Thorne and they thought, okay, you're in the same room. Let's do another. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just stick around. We got yeah. a couple more lines for you. I mean, maybe because they typically voice actors get, get paid by the hour. And if right. you've got 45 minutes left in that session, huh. you know, well. hey. Uh, I do remember this one, and I remember this one. There's a lot of haziness, as I recall, with flashbacks. Um, and I remember a train that like does this weird uh, on the tracks. It does this weird turn. Like they, the kid uh, avoids it, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm safe." And then the train like circles back around the, on a track that's like right next to it, and it comes back at him. That's all I remember. Hmm. I. I don't have any specific memories of this one other than I remember the, the brother and the priest and, and just the general feeling of the episode. I couldn't tell you what happens. I could tell you more about what happens in it now, having just read that synopsis. Right. But I remember liking it. I remember the episode coming to an end and like nodding my head like, that was really good. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it holds up next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at my YouTube, which is Weiski TV. Also on Instagram at Weiski TV. And that's all I got. Hey. Yes. Well, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton or at HBI2K on Twitter. And if you want to talk about the show, you can use the hashtag Bat Rankings. Helps us find what you're saying. And you can also say nice things about us on iTunes. If you want to give us a five-star review, that would help us out. We're on iTunes now, everybody. What do you think of that? That's awesome. That's great. But maybe you're not an Apple person. That's okay, because if you go to anchor.fm slash bat rankings, you can find links to your podcatcher of choice. Subscribe to us wherever you like listening to podcasts. And if you want to kick us one, five, or ten dollars a month, to help pay for rental cars for me to come down and record after I've been in car crashes. Because clearly that's going to be a regular recurring motif from now on. I plan to be in weekly car crashes. (laughs) That that. that first one really made me, uh, you know, like like Raymond K. Hessel in Fight Club. Um, Oh, God. On a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everyone drops to zero. You know, every meal has been sweeter since then, and I just, I can't stop the rush of getting into car crashes. We are, thank- I am thankful. I know, yeah. in, in seriousness. Uh, I wore my seatbelt. Buckle up, Buckle kids. up. Yeah. yeah. So, buckle up, because it's never too late for Batman, or something. Come for the Batman. Come stay, stay for, for the Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ending shows is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah.